Welcome to Life Conversation with Sharon. I'm your host, Sharon Adams. This is episode two, and today's topic is how to deal with self-proclaimed victims. Last episode, we discussed victim mentality and victim complexes. We also discussed the signs of, to see that you are a victim, and then we discussed how not to be a victim anymore. If you would like to contact me, you can contact me at email at lifeconversations01 at gmail.com. That is lifeconversations01 at gmail.com. L-I-F-E-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-N-O-S-01 at gmail.com. Let's get into today's topic, how to deal with self-proclaimed victims. The question is how you deal with a victim without hurting them. Handling those who have a victim complex can be very tricky because direct confrontation reinforces their sense of being persecuted. Here are some tips. I'm going to give you about four tips on how to deal with a self-proclaimed victim. Tip number one, don't get sucked into their feelings. Victims seek out validation and attention. When you grant them what they want, you will become emotionally entangled with them. This is a difficult situation or relationship to escape from. It's bad for the both of you and them. Try to be a passive listener without actively involving yourself in their pity party. They will look for your sympathy as a source of reinforcement to their victim mentality. Please don't give in to them. Point number two, make it their problem. A person with victim complex would always try to pin the blame and responsibility on another person as a way of not taking self-responsibility. They will always try to get you to see that the point, their point of view is right instead of agreeing that they are right and that they don't have the confidence and the ability to handle the situation yourself. Number three, agree wholeheartedly. This practice calls for reverse psychology. Go along with the resistance completely so you can blow their mind and blow the proportion out of, blow their problem out of proportion. So if the person is saying at that moment that their life is terrible, agree with them. This text can cause them to change their tune and to see that life might not be as bad as they thought it would. Number four, don't give advice. True victims don't want to hear advice because they don't want to resolve their problems. Advice to them is like a wall of security. When they seek your advice and counsel, they really want to know that you care. Victims confuse petty with love. And number five, this is a bonus. Direct them to a therapist or a mental health person or a local a local therapist in your area. A therapist can help them explore underlying causes of victim mentality. A therapist can help them work on self-compassion. A therapist can help them identify personal needs and goals. A therapist can help them create and achieve goals. A therapist can help them explore reasons behind feelings of powerless. 
why setting boundaries is important. Setting boundaries is important because healthy relationship is built on boundaries in people's lives. Because each individual has their own expectation on the situation and discussion. The good news and the bad news about people is that we are all different and we are all unique, have unique backgrounds and experience and personality. Since we are all different, it is easy to hurt each other's feelings or communicate the wrong message unintentionally. Setting boundaries is essential for maintaining healthy relationships that last. It is for too easy for resentment to build when you feel like another person is not being considerate or taking advantage of you in some way. This is why it's so crucial to let people in your life know what you expect from them in a friendly and non-threatening way. Since our happiness is directly connected to healthy relationships, setting better boundaries is a step in the right direction toward a happier life. We as humans are social creatures. We need the support of friends and family members to thrive. And talking about boundaries, they're all verbal, physical, and psychological. First one we're going to talk about is verbal boundaries and verbal boundaries violation. Verbal boundaries are just saying, I want you to call me by my first name. Don't call me by my nickname. I want to be called this. Address me as this. Do not slander me. Don't call me out of my name. That's verbal boundaries. Words can hurt people's feelings, and we have to be aware of what we say. People curse, gossip, spread rumors, or raise their voice can be a verbal boundary violation. You should address this in the beginning of a friendship, which you will let your friends call you. I have told my friends a lot of times, if you want to know something about me, please call Sharon and don't ask anyone else. There may be people who you are okay with cursing as long as you don't call each other names. Setting better boundary means explaining exactly how you want to be spoken to and standing up for yourself when another person crosses that line you set for acceptable behavior. We're going to talk about physical boundaries. Physical boundaries telling you, I don't like you holding my hand. I don't want you to hug me. And physical boundaries are not just for intimacy or the person you're dating. They also be for friendships and co-workers. Physical boundary violations. We are all physical and we all need to feel safe from unwanted touch. This is not exclusively about sexual touching. If you don't like a friend holding your hand or kissing you on the mouth when they greet you, you need to let them know. Other physical boundaries should be said related to you. Privacy issues also come up related to your cell phone, laptop, and personal records. When anyone goes snooping to your private things, you have the right to say that is not acceptable. And if you bother this, we're no longer friends, lovers. Stop them right there. Next, we're going to talk about psychological boundaries. There are many ways to abuse another person mentally, whether it's intentionally or unintentionally. Any action taken to undermine your confidence or hurt your feelings 
are clearly beyond what is appropriate and should be discussed. Lying, judging, criticizing, or embarrassing you are all acts that should be considered violation worthy of a discussion when setting boundaries for psychological. And now we're going to discuss how to set boundaries. Establishing a healthy boundary is not the type of skill we are taught as children in most cases. You have to be assertive and tell people how to treat you. If you remain silent in the face of action that crosses the healthy boundary you, that you have in place to feel secure, then you are saying that this bad behavior is okay. When you ask yourself how to set boundaries, just remember to speak your mind. Whenever you feel like you're not being treated the way you want to be treated. Once you've spoken out, then maintaining boundaries is also a necessary part of managing the way you're being treated by another person. If you tell a friend that you don't want to be called at 11 p.m. at night, and then they continue to do so, you have to explain to that person what you expect them to do and to tell them quit calling you that light. Thank you for listening to Life Conversations with your host Sharon Adams if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help to support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating or review to catch all of the latest from me you can follow me on Facebook at Sharon A. Adams and on Instagram at Sharon.Adams.9 thank you again I'll see you next time